What's going on, guys? Michael here, Energy 360 Podcast by Anarchy. I'm excited to be bringing you another interview with our friends at Data Gumbo. If you're a follower of oilandgas360.com, you know we love Data Gumbo as they are bringing transactional certainty to an uncertain invoice world. Check everything them out, www.datagumbo.com. But this time, we get to sit down and actually hear a case study by Michael Matthews, who's the Senior Vice President for Services over there at Data Gumbo, and one of their clients, Atlas RFID Solutions, um, and Chief Revenue Officer John Chase. It was a guy that sat down with us. This was really part of a case study they released about two weeks ago to really go over part of not just what they do as a main product, but some of the other solutions and some of the customized ways that blockchain technology and specifically data combo can help save your company millions. You should read all about the case study below, but I don't even want to spoil it. Stuart Turley, director and publisher of oilandgas360.com went ahead and moderated this case study. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him and let this him kick this one off. Hey, uh, good every, good afternoon, everybody. We're here visiting with Data Gumbo and uh, Joe Vicks and representing them. We've got Michael Matthews and John Chesler. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, boy, we're ready to have some fun because uh, I, we're familiar with Data Gumbo and have had visits with uh, uh, Andrew Bruce in the past and had some fun interviews and uh, taking a look at blockchain. Blockchain is really good technology. We kind of figured out some of that stuff, but I'll tell you, finding out about this new uh, relationship with Jovix. Uh, John, can you kind of kick us off about this new uh, Jovix and what you guys do there? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so Jovix uh, actually stands for Job Site Visibility Extension. Uh, and so when we started the company, when we built the solution, we said, hey, there's a lot of paper-centric workflows on these construction sites, lots of paper. Uh, so we want to take that and implement basically digital workflows that are data-centric. I uh, think take advantage of that. And so we're focused on materials for uh, construction projects, primarily oil and gas and chemical uh, projects, where you've got you know, engineering up front uh, and then procurement and construction, so really EPC construction. Uh, and you've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of components that you've got to keep up with and make sure that that construction crew has that material for the right time. So that's what we're all about. It's also all, uh, making sure that they've got the information of the guys that are planning the work, uh, your construction, you know, foremen and planners uh, that are out there, they need to know if there's going to be a disruption in the material flow. And so that's what we do is we really take that physical aspect of material, use the IoT sensors and track that all the way through the supply chain through insulation. Uh, fantastic. And, and taking a look at a business model and perspective, You've got order processing going through, and I noticed that Jovix has triggers, responses, pipelines, and adapters. So if you could just tell me a little bit about something, it's uh, a normal business plan trigger, what goes on with that, that would be huge. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things in these projects, right, is that materials will account for about 80% of the schedule. You just can't simply build these assets without the material and equipment to do it. And so, you know, one of the triggers is we, we take the location, the physical location of the material, and we translate that to a status. And then those statuses can drop business rules. You know, so an example is, is like, let's take a pipe fabricator, you know, and they're going to have pipe that comes in 
they're going to fabricate that according to the drawings and the isometrics. And then once it becomes physical and they're ready to ship it, they're going to put an RFID tag on it, and that triggers a new status in the mobile application. Uh, that status is then triggering uh, a date and timestamp so that we know that this fabricator maybe is in India or China or somewhere in Asia, the job site's in Texas. What's that typical flow, right? How long is it going to take to get there? And now we can tell you, have they started the fabrication? Have they completed it? Is it there? And then all of that really drops the business logic and business rules and the analytics and the application. Um, you know, what's kind of uh, telling in that is data. And so I guess that's when we bring in Michael to talk about the data on the back end. Is that a fair assessment, Michael? Absolutely. That's, uh, you hit the nail on the head there. So <clears throat> for us, it is all about the data. You know, we, we automate uh, commercial contracts between buyers and sellers. And uh, what we really look for is good data. And uh, Jovix is an outstanding source of data for that. As John said, you know, 80% of the schedule, but also substantial percent of the cost of a capital project is, is all in the material and equipment. And uh, being able to essentially extend the value that Jovix currently provides into the commercial aspects of those transactions. So using John's example, as that pipe or material is flowing through the supply chain, we're able to pick those up and actually tie those to commercial triggers, right? And so if it is received here, then this payment can, can proceed. And that's how, you know, data gumbo works is we, we're using data from the field to validate terms and conditions of a contract and then use that to calculate, you know, the payments or generate charges and then effectively automate the invoicing. So it's a, it's a great data source for us. And uh, one of the main drivers, I think, behind the, the partnership. So when we take a look at this, uh, what was the client or what was the uh, initiative or what caused the, the partnership to solve? Was it somebody just saying, hey, I got a problem or how did the, all this come around, John? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, actually, the partnership is great, right? I mean, we've got, uh, we've got a, a couple of customers right now that have a problem, you know, where they've got to be able to, to use the smart contract, but they've got to validate that the data is correct. And that's where the marriage comes in, right? We provide the data, they provide all the commercial and the smart contracts, and I'm probably oversimplifying that, but um, that, that's what makes this make sense for us. You know, and for, in, in our world, right, we talk about the concept of a digital supply chain. Uh, so often in construction, you know, the, the engineering and the procurement are done by a completely separate groups than the people that are going to build it. And so there's a bit of a black hole there, right? And so in that black hole, they know it's maybe been ordered. They're not exactly sure when it's going to show up. So if you can take that and you can give them better data, now they actually know exactly what's happening. So uh, it made a natural sense. And we've known Michael and these guys for a while now, and it just made sense to, to partner. You know, when you sit back and think, Michael, uh, about uh, cash flow and security and accounting, they usually like security. And with Data Gumbo's blockchain, that really fits right on into that security and being able to uh, pick that back in. Would that be also a fair assessment? That is definitely a fair assessment. So it's, you know, you've probably know that you know data gumbo it's not a it's not a public blockchain it is a private permissioned blockchain and security as you just pointed out between these commercial par parties is essential 
And so uh, we, we talk about it as bringing in the data and storing it in blocks on our blockchain becomes the single source of truth. And so what John talked about, you know, the different parties involved in engineering, procurement, construction process, there's also lots of subcontractors and different suppliers involved. And you could have as many as two to 300 suppliers on a large project. And so it gets very complicated to keep track of all of that and to know what really is the truth. And so by using the data capture that Jovix provides together with an immutable blockchain that is the single source of the truth really goes a long ways to bridge that trust gap that exists between the, the contractual parties. Uh, that's cool. Single source of truth could be used in a lot of different scenarios coming up on election day. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're not into voting yet. Yeah, we're not into you know, <laughs> use uh, data gumbo to track. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll talk. I'll talk to Andrew about that. We'll get that on the in the pipeline. Put that in your roadmap. Yeah. yeah. And put it on the roadmap. But you know, Jovix, uh, on your customer sat, uh, customer success stories, you've got a nuclear reactor uh, as as saying we didn't lose any product. About cash flow savings, uh, best in time to market. You're talking in invoicing for all of your uh, clients for product received. That's cash flow. That's real dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in nuclear, for sure, traceability is key, right? I mean, you have to know all the way back to the mill, you know, where this came in, and if there's any issue, you have that. So, for us, the traceability was really what the client was looking for there. Oh, you bet. So what are your target markets for uh, your product? Uh, who are your clients that you're going after for problems to solve? Yeah, from a Jovix perspective? You bet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So our, our clients are typically um, EPC contractors or owner operators that are building a capital asset, primarily oil and gas chemical, mining, power, and some infrastructure. Um, you know, I would say probably a good 70% of our projects to date have been oil and gas uh, and in that sector, you know, where there's a lot of engineering, uh, each project's a bit of a snowflake. Uh, you're going to have, as Mike, you know, Michael said, you're going to have uh, different contractors, different subcontractors, different suppliers. There's not a lot of repeatability in that. They're always trying to tweak the engineering and the design to make it a little bit more efficient, a little bit better. So with that comes complexity, and with complexities often comes comes chaos. Um, and so we're trying to eliminate some of that chaos, uh, you know, for our customers in that supply chain. Oh, man. yeah, you've been in my house with chaos, uh, uh, Michael. I didn't in, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Yeah, I, I wanted to add something that that John said, and you know, I mentioned that what is critical for us and. and to be able to bridge that trust and to automate the contract is the quality of the data. And one of the difficulties of what John just described with all of these, you know, the snowflake type projects, all these different suppliers, and they're also all over the world, as he described earlier, it could be your fabrication could be in, you know, in China or in Vietnam or assembly in Europe and installation in the U S um, it's complicated. And how do you, get that what we call reality capture that field that field data from all of these different places into you know a, a system that we can ingest it and automate the contract 
And so it's John's team is more than just the technology. They're actually out there with the vendor, with the supplier in the yard, teaching them how to tag things, scan things and get it into the, into the system. Well, you know, uh, Michael, when I, we were interviewing uh, Andrew uh, Bruce, the CEO of Data Gumbo, he said that uh, your quota went up because it was so easy to install. Data. <laughs> was that way you could install Data Gumbo on people's systems? And and I'm going to throw this question over John since we know Michael's is so easy. To, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, but John, uh, how? When clients come to you with a problem, how tough is it for you to realize what you've got will solve their problem? Do you have an easy install? Do you have a good team for analyzing the the solution base that you have? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so we've, we've been doing this now for about 10 years. Um, and so, you know, we've got a lot of lessons learned, obviously, that we've incorporated back into the software application since that time. Uh, first is the cloud application, um, you know, and so that allows all of these different parties that are there to have a secure access to their data and only their data. Um, the other thing that we did is, is, as Michael said, you know, on these projects, sometimes there's two, 300 international suppliers that are supplying in various different degrees uh, material and equipment. So we built an online learning management platform. Um, and so I would say for 90% of the suppliers and fabricators, we actually don't have to go to the site. Uh, they can do complete onboarding uh, online. Uh, they can train. We've got them up and running in a day or two uh, to do that. And then what's more important is the metrics. So now we have metrics to say, okay, you know, not only are they putting these tags on, but they're creating digital packing lists. What errors are in that digital packing list from a data perspective? Okay. When it arrives at the site, was there some type of issue that came from a data error? And you're able to see that in real time and then take advantage of that. Because that's one of the things the industry has really lacked is supplier involvement. Um, you know, oftentimes in a contract, in a purchase order with a supplier, you'll say, hey, we want you to provide this uh, amount of information. A lot of times that's not followed up on. Um, and so in a procurement system, they may order, you know, a one pump or, you know, one boiler package. And in reality, that's going to come in, you know, maybe 10 trucks, you know, 10 containers. And there's going to be all these different subcomponents that you as you know Johnny in the field that has to install that according to a drawing. If you don't have all of those components, you're you're stopped. You're dead in the water. You can't actually continue. You have to do something else. And so what we found is a is a real I guess side benefit of this whole digital supply chain concept is that the supplier is augmenting the data that's in the procurement system. And so now you have to physically put a barcode or physically put a tag on something. Now you know each and every component that's going to be physically packed and how it's packed. Um, that's had, that's had a tremendous benefit to downstream construction. I'll tell you what, that is exactly what Michael's looking for is good data and having an RFID uh, tag on there is a good way to get it. Right, Michael? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's a, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say absolutely. And, and oftentimes, you know, these contracts, they're, They'll have a, a schedule of values or an earned value model that is attaching commercial terms to that and how they get paid. And so being able to get that data rapidly and the thing about data gumbo, it's effectively real time. So as they scan it, right, and you know now that that, that let's say that part is on site, 
we we get that information real time and are able to actually execute the commercial transaction real time. So there's not this delay. It's not being reported to the field, gets accumulated, a cost clerk types it in, and then eventually it shows up in an invoice 45 days later. Um, we're able to bring the transactional part of it right up next to the event. Um, I'll tell you what, I wish I had both of you when I was installing cell towers. Uh, I just, uh, I would be like doing the COVID hug with you guys on that. <laughs> I lost so much money and time with parts gone, radios here, there, and, you know, it was like the business problems that you guys have told me save millions on the job, millions to the bottom line. Uh, I'm just really excited about uh, getting some more information on this, maybe even on our next talk. But what are you guys coming to have him coming around the corner? And uh, Michael, I'm going to throw this first to you and then John for your last thoughts. What do you guys have coming around the corner? Well, we've got, uh, as John mentioned, the, you know, the, the two uh, use cases with one of the uh, you know, natural oil companies, one in the traceability aspect of it and putting it into, you know, that single source of truth. And the other is actually extending it uh, into the commercial terms. And uh, this is for something where you mentioned, you know, millions of savings. Um, this is more in the upstream operations in, in drilling production in oil and gas. And there's a tremendous amount of loss of chemicals as it goes through that process through it just gets lost, it evaporates, there's counterfeit, and um, up to you know, 20% of their annual spend in chemicals is being lost. And so we see that as a very immediate thing. And then longer term, um, really trying to have a broader effect on the industry. You know, doing this company by company is great, but we really want to change the industry. And so working with large industry groups uh, together is uh, at least what's on our plate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for us, I mean, working with Data Gumbo here, for, it, it's really interesting. I was talking to Michael about this last week and, you know, our, our customers are, you know, some of the top EPCs and owner operators that are out there. And we've had an advisory board of customers for eight years now, you know, have a big annual event. We just did that last week, finished up with it. And for probably the last five years, the customers had all been telling us the same thing. You've got to get suppliers involved. You've got to get the suppliers to augment the data and everything needs to come to the site with digital and that needs to happen. And so we've made progress in that, but, you know, uh, we're very much using a stick right now. And what I mean by that is that it's a, a contractual requirement that the supplier will do this and that contract is between them and their EPC or the owner, whoever's contracted with them. What we really need is a carrot. Right. And what I mean by that is for, for these sub, you know, these suppliers and subcontractors, I mean, some of their biggest issue is cash flow. Um, and many of these capital projects are built on the backs of the suppliers and the subcontractors. And if you could say, hey, supplier, if you participate in this, you know, smart contract, digital supply chain solution, you're going to get paid X days earlier or whatever. You know, I mean, I feel like that is a carrot that they would that would they would sign up for this and they would want to do this. And we're very hopeful to be able to prove that, uh, you know, the next months and years that are coming. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, you got me sold. I, I, I'm like right there. <laughs> I got one question from Michael and John. Yeah, you're sitting there saying they lost 20% of their chemicals. How do you put an RFID tag on some chemicals? 
John, you yeah, want I to... mean, it comes down to. Oh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> no, I was going to say, go ahead, because yeah. that's that's a that's a Jovix yeah, yeah. challenge. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, the good news about RFID tags is they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, and you know, we as a company, Jovix, we don't manufacture those tags. We're we're a software company. And so, you know, we work with a lot of the best manufacturers that are out there. We've actually designed tags and had them made for certain environments. If it needs to be on a pipe or inside a pipe or on some type of crate, or there's all different ways that you can attach these things. And we built that up over the last 10 years. Oh, fantastic. Uh, with my, my luck, my wife would want to put one on me. Um, anyway, uh, Mike, what, do you, what do you think John has for a wedding ring? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure we could do something. Have your wife call me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not going to see this interview. Well, Mike <laughs> and John, you know, from Jovix and, and uh, Data Gumbo, we love both of you guys and quite excited uh, about this partnership. And thank you for stopping by and visiting with us about this today. Really appreciate you both. Well, Stu, thank, thank you very much. much. Guys, I'm telling you, just high level stuff there from Michael and John. We really appreciate Appreciate both of them taking their time and sitting down with us. If you want to hear any of our other Energy 360 podcasts, check us out on the world's greatest website, oilandgas360.com or iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Guys, for Stuart Turner, I'm Michael Tanner. We will see you on the next podcast.